Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping Busy. 2018. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Do we have a do we have a nickname for for what? Our listeners? Um, do we call them like makers or something? Makers is so taken. Oh, my bad. The busy bees. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say the busy bees. <laughs> I feel I feel ridiculous saying that though. Like, oh, happy New Year, you busy bees! Yeah, yeah. Like I feel how, like I'm talking to a how child. How completely old am I right now? Yeah, it just makes me think of like a kindergarten class play. Everyone's the a busy, busy bee. <laughs> I'm busy bee number twelve. <laughs> You're like the the default for people who can't get roles. The yeah, busy bee. <laughs> that's right. So, we are into the new year by mm-hmm. a couple of days now, and we have created and sampled each other's um, champagne mousse yeah. for the new year. Yeah, that was our choice for New Year's to kick it off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an exciting, interesting dessert with some panache and celebratory feel to it. Uh-huh. It's got... The champagne going on and an interesting texture, and it was super gross. It was pretty gross. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Turns out champagne doesn't taste good. Here's here's <laughs> the thing. I will be the first to admit that I probably got the wrong champagne. I mean, I opened the bottle of champagne and tried some, and recoiled, <laughs> and that should have been my first sign that this wasn't going to work when you don't like the taste of the ingredients going into your food it's pretty doomed from the start yeah especially when that specific ingredient is your main flavor component yeah it's like (laughs) the only flavor (laughs) oh this will turn out fine even though this tastes disgusting before i even use it (laughs) so um i guess i should say that i don't necessarily like the taste of champagne and if you do, then this might be something that you enjoy a little bit more than I did. Also, mm-hmm. if you are one of these people who buys champagne, knows what you are buying ahead of time, so you have some kind of inkling of what what's inside the bottle might taste like, and maybe you buy champagne that's more than $12 a bottle, <laughs> also this might have been a good dessert for you. <laughs> I am not in that category of people. <laughs> so again, doomed from the start. That With all those wonderful disclaimers, I will say that we got this recipe from sprinklebakes.com. And it's just called uh, Champagne Mousse. And you know you're at the right page if you see a picture of this lady with her two pugs about halfway down the page. Yes, we did do slightly different takes on the dessert. You did the option of molding it in a pan and doing chocolate ganache over it and pretty sprinkles and putting it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. I chose to (laughs) leave it in my refrigerator and pipe it out. Now, I am not very good at presentation, so (laughs) mine looks terrible. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) But I will say the, the texture of each of the desserts was very interesting. It really was. Mm-hmm. My husband really liked the 
unfrozen mousse and he doesn't really like chocolate mousse i guess which i don't understand but um it kind of opened his mind to the possibilities of oh you could make a mousse with a different flavor that's not the champagne because it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) that might actually be enjoyable Mm -hmm. and eating yours it was it wasn't as fluffy and foamy but it had a really interesting ice creamy texture but almost chewy yes so it's very similar to a um a frozen custard because you're basically making a custard in this recipe and then you add gelatin at the end so when you freeze that it's a strangely slightly bouncier frozen custard yeah you also um you make the custard how did you when you made the custard i felt like it didn't really thicken up as much as I expected it to. No, my arm was going to fall off. This took forever. Yeah, really, really. I cooked it super long time, and I kept waiting for there to be no bubbles on the top because it says that the foam goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I waited for it to thicken, and I feel like it got a little more viscous, but not to the point where I usually take custards. Right. No, I completely agree. You stir it and you never get tracks in it at all. You never, it didn't seem to thicken up at all until it cooled and the gelatin set up. Right. I was worried that I had quit too early just because I was really sick of it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And that's why I was thinking maybe mine wasn't as light as fluffy as yours. I'm not sure. Well, I, I, I thought I quit early too, so I don't know. Also, I should say that I did not use champagne I used non-alcoholic uh, sparkling grape juice. And it actually tasted better. Yeah, but it didn't taste like white grape juice either. It didn't taste like anything. <laughs> it didn't have a flavor. It was just creamy bland with chocolate on top, which, I don't know, it was all right. <laughs> you know what I feel like this would be good for? What? If you wanted to make your own chocolate bonbons. Hmm. Because it has enough form that you could kind of like scoop it into little plops and then spoon it through some ganache and then freeze it up Mm -hmm. or freeze it in the plops and then put it through ganache that would make more sense but you could make little bonbons like this yeah i feel like and i wonder if you used something that wasn't champagne yeah could you do that with any any liqueur like if you had amaretto or gramonier i those might be too concentrated but yeah but yes those (laughs) (laughs) well i think if you used less of the liquid um you know the flavoring liquid because those liqueurs are very concentrated you might just be able to cut down on the gelatin because like you said we are making a custard and if you don't have to worry about so much liquid you might not have to make it so gelatinous and chewy yeah but yours your mousse had a really good bounce to it it was really adorable really moosey for not having you know sometimes you get the the cans that professional chefs have with the whipped cream stuff and sometimes they do mousse out of those so it's actually aerated as it comes out oh yeah yeah so for not having any like gas pushed into it it was super just foamy and moosey <laughs> So after piping, um, you used a scoop. Yes. For a little bit. The rest of the dishes. (laughs) 
when you plopped the scoop down onto the plate, it did a little bounce and a little grow. Yeah. It reminds me of like jelly bad guys in RPGs, like the low level <laughs> bad guys with its little squish. Yes. Made me feel bad. Oh. Like I wanted to protect it. But I ate it anyway. Yeah. And then quickly regretted it. <laughs> it was like I should have went with my first instinct. <laughs> <laughs> to protect it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, I think my, my point is just that it was really adorable and I really enjoyed the squish. I just wish I had a different flavor. Yeah, I, I think I would like to try doing another mousse with a different flavor. Maybe, you know, strawberry or raspberry mm. or maybe even one of the other, you know, flavored liqueurs. Or maybe just strawberry or raspberry. <laughs> Because I feel like folding in, you know, a very concentrated, freshly made fruit jam would be really good in a mousse. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Much better than my cheapy, cheapo champagne. Or my no flavor block. So, unfortunately, we both had a fail this time. Yeah. Um, Different I don't think it had anything to do with the recipe. I really don't. Some recipes are bad and you try to make them and you could make them a million times and they just seem to be doomed to failure no matter what you do. But I don't think this could be faulted on the recipe. No. I think it was just neither one of us likes the flavor of champagne. (laughs) We should have just done some different flavor. Yeah. Which is funny because we were both so excited about doing a champagne dessert. Yeah. We chose theme over uh common sense on this yeah we did oops i just the idea of a mousse that's also kind of bubbly and fun do you remember the um sparkling jello they used to sell yes and i think they had one that was white grape flavored and they billed it as like champagne jello (laughs) like around the new year they had commercials where cubes of champagne jello were like plopping into glasses and you could make it with either champagne or ginger ale <laughs> or something bubbly like that. And the bubbles would stay in the jello. And you did kind of have like this spritz sensation while you were eating your jello. Maybe we should have done that instead <laughs> with ginger ale. Yeah, I, I miss jello. I feel like jello was a bigger part of my childhood. Like my grandmother would always have um, jello cakes where there was like three or four layers of jello and then between each jello layer was a like a, a thin layer of cake. Wow, which really? Is interesting, yeah. And you that just does sound interesting. You throw some whipped cream on top of that. But nobody makes jello anymore. Sound like an old lady. Nobody's making jello. And, you know, nobody eats jello with whipped cream on top, which we used to do too. Or even cool whip, which <laughs> is like an abomination. <laughs> Cause now jello is billed as a um like a diet dessert i think really is that why it's kind of maybe i'm just crazy but that's what i think of is jello is a low calorie sweet thing that you can eat and not oh so it's yeah it's not like it's not the girl you ask to the dance it's the one that's sitting on the bleachers and you're like ah oh, fine i have no one else to dance with maybe one day we can have an ode to jello episode Okay. There we do. I'm in for that. Just crazy jello stuff. That sounds fun. I could do that. I'm sorry that I'm like having these really big pauses. I got into a Pinterest page of Cornish pasties, Scottish and Irish recipes, and I'm just like salivating. <laughs> Spoilers! 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> because of, uh, you know, holiday ODing on sugar, we have chosen a savory theme for the next episode. As such, we were looking at hand pies, uh, you know, traditional British hand pies, not like hand apple pies, and pasties. So beef and pork and chicken in a Stuffed delicious in a crust. crust. Mm. But now I'm on all these, it's got all of these baked desserts too. Gosh, this page is just, wow. <laughs> oh man, as a side note, I would like to, in the near future, do a sticky toffee pudding. Okay. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's a bread pudding, right? It's kind of more like a cake that's sweetened with dates and then it has like a really super sweet sauce that's poured over it so it kind of soaks into the cake. Okay. I think that's the general gist. I've never made it, but I've eaten it before and it's so good. We should really write these things down. (laughs) (laughs) We should. We have too many ideas and not enough doing of the ideas. Yeah. We have a big, uh, big event coming up. Did you know that February 5th of 2017 was our first ever episode? Was it really? Yeah. We've only, we've almost been doing this for a year. Yeah. Well, if you count the lost episodes that we did that I didn't post up because they were horrible, (laughs) we have been doing it for a year. Wow. We'll have to do something special for whichever episode that lands closest to. Special, like, ooh, make ourselves a big cake. No. No? Hate cakes. Yes. (laughs) You make me a cake. (laughs) I'll make you a cake and you make me a cake. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, focused. Here we go. Oh, I'm totally focused. We are making hand pies, savory hand pies Mm -hmm. that will be baked so that we can still feel like we're being bakers. Yeah. Uh, We haven't picked a specific recipe. We did find some buttery, flaky buttermilk pie crust recipes, and then we will choose separate uh, fillings and compare and contrast. Yes. So we're going to do our fillings either on the fly or from recipes that we find individually. But our buttermilk pie crust recipe, we've decided to take from bakingmischief.com. And if you just look up Easy Beef Pasties, Mm -hmm. you can find this buttermilk pie crust recipe, along with a filling and gravy recipe that we will not be using. That's correct. Nothing against it. It's just, it's not baking mischief, it's us. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. Right. Mm -hmm. So what else have you been up to? It's been holiday season, so... (laughs) So remember how I was supposed to make those slippers for my mother-in-law? Yeah. How'd that go? So I finished them Yay. and I felted them and I over felted them. Oh. <laughs> they turned into destruction. Oh no. So I have a front loading washer and I looked up, you know, how do you felt in a, in a front loading washer? Because in a top loader, it's really easy You just pop it in and the agitator felts it and you check every once in a while just to see how it's going. And with a front-loading washer, it locks during the cycle. So you can't actually get in there and check it during the cycle. Uh And my hottest cycle, which I figured would have to be used for felting well, is the sanitary cycle, which lasts a very long time. (laughs) So I did that and ruined them completely. Oh, no. 
So needless to say, I will not be giving them to my mother-in-law and making excuses for how badly they look. So I will just have to start from scratch. I think I will actually choose a different pattern though because even if I hadn't overfelted them, it seems like it would be very difficult to keep them on your feet. They're called summer slippers. So there's really just a little bit of toe coverage and a little bit to hang on your heel and they come very low around the um, sides of your feet. And like you're really going to have to get the fit pretty exact in order to get them to stay on your feet without falling off. So I think I'm just going to go with something else that has a little more material and maybe no felting. (laughs) (laughs) So can I ask, because I have never tried felting myself, what happens when you overfelt? Does it shrink or? It did shrink too much, but it also, because I never took took it out and blocked it at all in between the feltings, basically the the sides and the bottom and the front, it all kind of became one big wool ball. And I was able to separate some of it from itself, but especially because the sides are so short, they kind of rolled down onto themselves and are now, like I literally cannot tell what is normal felted knitting and what is multiple layers of knitting that's fused together. Sorry, you worked so hard on those. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> These things happen. Mm-hmm. It's a learning experience. Jeez. So what have you been up to? Oh, I feel like I've been cooking a lot and not much to show for it. You ever have that feeling? <laughs> yes. Although on the other hand, I actually like not having much to show for it because it's better than when my entire family refuses to eat my food. Mm, yeah, that's not so nice either. So to explain... It's just for the for the holidays, you know, I feel like I had three different Christmases and then stuff in between and I was just always making stuff. And yet when I look in the fridge, there's no snacks. Nothing to uh, eat. You ever yeah. have that? Yes, like when you make a double recipe of stuffing and then you come home and you're like, oh, stuffing. And you open your refrigerator and you're like, ah, it's nothing. I don't have that stuffing because nope. I left it at so-and-so's house. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really let you take it back with you. Yeah, it's frowned upon it to ask upon. for your leftovers back. Right. <laughs> Even if it's like, look, I know I like my own stuffing better than you do, and you're not even going to eat it. So just give it back. Yeah, that's right. Why can't we just say <laughs> these things? I know. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be weird, but it would be nice. <laughs> I, have, I need to get um, back into crafty hobbies. I've taken a break for a while because I was just working on the nursery for so long and it was finally yeah. finally painted and then rented like a carpet cleaner and started staging it and all this crap and now now I can take a break and I need to pick some baby adorable pattern things to make. My first instinct just to get some motivation is just like adorable little hats. Little baby hats. Hats are fun. They're easy. And it's pretty hard to make a small hat that doesn't end up fitting your baby at some point. Yeah. And I I figure I don't have to go out and buy anything. I have, you know, enough yarn in a couple different colors and textures that I can use for that. Yeah. So it's a stash buster too. Yeah. So I could just make some adorable little baby things. And while 
you know, while I'm doing that, I can hopefully gain some inspiration for something else. To go with the theme of the nursery, I was thinking about trying to make some stuffed animals. It is going to be a forest theme a woodland. in there. Woodland theme? Yeah. So if I could make some adorable little owls or something. Oh, owls are fun. They are very cute. I think that would be nice. It's about time for me to get a real project going. Yeah, I feel that way too. Although I've been trying to do real projects, but also it's hard to do stuff around Christmas because you're planning so much other stuff. Yeah. And when you're trying to make sure that you have food enough for everybody and presents enough for everybody and your house doesn't look like a disaster if people come over, it's hard to, after all of that, find some kind of motivation to sit down and do more more stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but I need to, I got three months left till this baby arrives and I haven't made a dang thing and I feel like that's there's something wrong with that <laughs> because I, I like making things so much and I don't have anything for my own daughter yeah Come on. lazy bum I know what you mean <sighs> although like for each of my kids I made them little baby blankets mm-hmm. and not one of them was done before they came and two out of three of them came late <laughs> And I still didn't have it done. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll finish it when they're babies and I'm just home sitting on the couch. Uh Uh-uh. That doesn't really happen. My daughter's is still not finished. I'm like, I'm going to do an edging on this and it's going to be beautiful. I didn't. And I probably won't. And that's okay. It just happens. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm going to start easy with some hats. Yeah. And see if I get excited (laughs) about something else while I'm looking for adorable baby hat things. Plus... You can make like the most basic hat and then just put ears on it and then make a baby hat. So cute. Super cute. You can make a bear. You can make a cat. Yeah. You can make a bunny with floppy ears. She is due around Easter. Oh, that's right. A little bunny hat. A bunny hat. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Yay. Yay. And then you can make her a little bunny to go with it. A little snuggly bunny that she can sleep with. She'll be double bunnied. Yes. It'll be perfect. It will be. Mm, I'm still looking up food. So while we were looking around for hand pies and pasty recipes, we came across a lot of different things that are amazing but don't fit into the theme we picked. And it just... God, there's so much stuff on the internet. Yeah, my brain is just exploding with things that I want to eat but not necessarily make. (laughs) Yes. I just want someone to come to my house and for me to say, make me all these things now so I can have them all. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I found that I might try and make on the side is um, it's from girlversusdough.com. And I think we've made one of her recipes before, though I don't remember what what it was. But these are brie and jam pretzel hand pies. I love a soft pretzel. And it looks like... A little soft pretzel where you bite into it and it's a baked brie and jam, which is just amazing. Yeah. I would like to try that someday. Me too. I have also, have you ever tried to make, I know you've made hard pretzels before. Have you made soft pretzels? I have. And they came out okay. How do you get the actual, isn't it usually boiled in lye? Am I right? Um, yeah, you need like a base. Uh, I think the recipe I used had baking soda. Or powder. Yeah, I don't and remember. I've I've tried that before, but I feel like it doesn't really get the pretzel outside right. 
Now, it's it's good enough, but yeah, if you want like a really good soft pretzel, you probably need something even more basic or alkaline if you want to be fancy, which I do. Can you actually just buy lye? Oh, I think you can buy lye because you can make soap at home and you need lye for soap yeah. making. So you, you might have to go to somewhere lye. special. Doesn't it seem scary, though, to cook <laughs> with, with lye? lye, which is super, so alkaline that it'll burn your skin off, a la Fight Club? Yes. Yes, that is terrifying. It's like, oh, I know. I'll put this in the water and then cook my food in it. <laughs> yeah, um, but it works. Yeah. yeah, I bet you could get a, a much better finish on your soft pretzels if you use real lye instead of baking whatever the heck it is. Baking soda. Powder. Soda. I'm going with soda. I don't know if this is will work, but I am sending you a link because you just need to see the thing that I'm looking at right now. Okay. It's just, oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know what it's called because I'm pretty sure it's in Russian. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a sketchy link you've sent me. What the <laughs> heck is that? It looks like... Okay, so there's it's definitely a sandwich. It looks like some kind of magical double layer meringue yeah. with chocolate frosting in the middle. But they're like these tiny, perfect little meringue cakes. Little meringue squares, sandwiches with, I'm going to say, Nutella in the middle. Even though it's probably chocolate. Even though the tops look like they've been hand-formed, the sides look kind of like they've been cut out. So they're almost, it's almost like a macaron kind of effect where you get the foot on the meringue. Yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. It looks crazy. I wish it was not in a different language so I would know what it was about. (laughs) Anywho, if you busy bees (laughs) would like to bake with us and make some savory meat pies, Mm -hmm. look up the buttermilk pie crust recipe or choose your own recipe for the pie crust and bake something delicious. Yeah, get creative. Put some pork in it or do some chicken and leeks Mm. or... If you want to be really crazy, you can do a British pasty and make it look like pate in a pie crust. Just take a fistful of solid beef block. Yes. Shove it into there. Cook it. Delicious. You're done. Then You're take, done. A, take a funnel, stick the funnel into the top of the pastry, and just pour and in gravy for jelly. days. Beef jelly. Beef jelly. Yes. Yes. That will be upcoming on our special Jello episode. Definitely not making... No, well, no. No. April Fools. April <laughs> It's time to lose uh, your sweet tooth and get savory with us. I like that. Yes. Let's get savory. And you can always contact us at keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just search for Keeping Busy Podcast. And please, it helps us out a lot if you could rank and review us on iTunes. Um, that'll get us higher in the search lists and then more people will find us. And that's nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bake with us, contact us, leave your comments. And until next time, we'll, we'll be, be keeping, keeping busy. busy. And so will you. Because you're busy bees. You and me <laughs> and all of our listeners. <laughs> all together. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs>